Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here on the MLW Rewind. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello. If you're listening to us on all podcast platforms, hello. And if you're listening to us exclusively on the Sunday Night's Main Event Patreon or free feed, hello. Welcome back to the one and only MLW-focused podcast, The Rewind. And I never do this alone. I always do this with my PIC. He's the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Greetings and salutations. How's everybody doing out there in podcast land? How are you doing? Yeah. 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 No, I'm good. It's just been a week. Short weeks suck. Even when you're on holiday, you're really not on holiday because you got to cram five days into four. Yeah, it was was pretty. Yeah, I feel you, bud. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into it. All things MLW Fusion. We're back in Tijuana, which is exciting. Uh, First things first, we got a Raven promo right off the hop. Should have made the right choice, Jacob. You should have joined up with us. Now Ricochet Page is coming for you. And then Ricky chimes in and says this 22-year-long journey will be all worth it. Trust in Raven. And that's what we get right off the hop. Rob, what did you think about the colleague promo from uh, Raven? thought it was Ricochet good. Page? Really liked it, actually. Uh, it it was, so, like, solid. Like, I don't know, nothing I can go on about. It was just, like, a really good promo. It fits the character. I, like, really enjoy this Raven thing we're getting here where he's just basically the leader of the calling he's not doing any in-ring work he's just kind of ahead of things behind the scenes and i like it it's been a great angle so far and uh, i dug it absolutely couldn't agree more so like i said we're back in tijuana tijuana joe and christian cole are on commentary they are our commentary team for tijuana and we're also going to get an update on lance some point today throughout the show our main event is hammer versus danny limelight later on in the episode but our first match willie Mac, the number one contender for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. He joined Joe and Cole on commentary during this match. And this match was fire. It was a four-way tag team, pretty much tornado match, because in Mexico, there are no tags. Everybody's just in the ring at one given time. The team- It was a hardcore match, so there was just, like, it was chaos. It was absolute chaos, but there was uh, the four teams consisted of Fantastique and Real Star versus Luchas Solas versus Los Machinos. They are the GCW- Los Macizos. Maciso, sorry, they are the GCW tag champions, and Anton Carillo and Estesis. So go. this was pretty cool, and this match consisted of tables, car hoods, glass, suicide dives, double teams. Oh my, that's right. Yes, I referenced Wizard of Oz because that was the only way to sum this match up in the shortest <laughs> amount of time. And Los Machismos, or Los, how do you say it again? Macisos. Los Macisos put Anton through the glass Although, with a powerbomb. Sorry to cut I, you off. Uh, Los Machismos is actually pretty awesome, too. Yeah, well, there you go. Every once in a while, even when I fuck <laughs> up, I fuck up properly. Los Machismos. Los yeah. Machismos. Yeah, yeah that like would be awesome, were, too. Yeah, you know, if they all came out with, like, greased-up mullets and a toothpick, they could be like Razor Ramon's bastard children. It would be I amazing. I just watched Scarface yesterday, too. That's wild. Absolutely. But, sorry to cut you scar, off there. tough guy? <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, they put Anton through a gla- through a, sh- uh, a sheet of glass, if you will, with a powerbomb, and then to finish it off, add a German suplex onto the shards for the win. One, two, three. God fucking damn. I also forgot to mention there was a whole lot of cookie trays. Mexico loves their cookie trays. And this also was a battle of Tijuana versus Mexican. So it was well, it was yeah. split right down the middle. But this Mexicali, that Tijuana Mexicali, yeah, 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 yeah they all... put that over. Uh, but Quite a bit. I, I was going to ask you, you, you ever taken a cookie sheet? 
like to the head yeah when i was in my younger days of being an idiot yeah yeah see so cookie sheets don't really hurt at all but they well, the sound right, fantastic the right, yeah the right kind of cookie sheet doesn't hurt but if you get those ones that are a little bit thicker yeah those fucking things hurt yeah yeah but you don't get those you get the, the, the thinner ones they sound fantastic okay, and they don't 11 and that's all my mom had so i've taken a couple of those and those sucked well that explains a lot it's true factual very factual statement <laughs> uh joe willie on commentary though was fantastic i mean his play-by-play was awesome he's like well, what's he doing here Ooh, some flipping and then when they went through the board on the uh chairs to the outside just that sound he made there nah. like that yeah. was great that was so <laughs> great but this match was all kinds of exciting the mexican crowd definitely digging it the tijuana crowd loving it and uh it was great i enjoyed everything about it i mean they never disappoint when they're over there. This match was so crazy that the ring apron and also the ring, I don't know what they call that. The, the, yeah, the, the, it was the apron. Well, it was the apron, but the canvas, the canvas as well. Thank you. That all came undone. Like Miller, Miller is the sponsor. You couldn't tell. It was shit was all rolled up in a ball. Like Willie Mac said, it looked like a hotel bed sheet after you wake up and realize you missed your flight and you just fling shit off. Like it was crazy. Yeah. This it, match could not contain the action. It was wild. And, you know, one of the things I love is like watching or listening to wrestlers, watching other wrestlers, because they just take it differently than fans do. And so, like, Willie Mack on commentary wasn't really being a character. He was just being himself. So, like, if, if you, I've had a many opportunity to like sit there with another wrestler while they're watching and their reactions are just gold because they look at things differently than we do. And Willie Mack was just hilarious on commentary. Joe also, shout out to Joe just outstanding this week not that he isn't every week but just this week he was on point absolutely Christian Cole uh the more they yeah. get the more they get together the more the chemistry starts to form but forever I mean Joe Dombrowski and Matt Stryker I mean I ship those guys straight up they're like the commentary duo that reminds me of my childhood days I love those yeah guys. there's some there are some big time and uh commentary people commentators that could take a lesson from joe dombrowski on how to not sound like you're almost about to die from lack of breath every time you're saying something everything's measured and even when he's speaking fast it's still intelligible and it flows and yeah joe's just a, a but he also gem. gets the terminology right like he doesn't call everything a, a tope suicida he actually calls it what it's supposed to be like a, no kidding a tope uh ring ringorta i think he said uh, whatever joe knows his joe knows, joe knows his, his shit and he makes it more it, it, i mean when you're narrating these stories it makes it a lot more enjoyable to watch i mean when you're there in the arena you don't get to hear the commentary but when you're in the comfort of your home it definitely adds another layer that makes you appreciate what everyone's doing in the ring that much more especially when it's coming from somebody like you said a very intelligent, very intelligent Joe Dombrowski. Now we also get a Fury Road update. But before we get a Fury Road update, Love Doug's got a gift. He's got a special gift, and it's a gift for only one person. That's right, Becca. He knocks on her dressing room door. She's upset, wondering why the hell he's there, where the fuck is security, all this kinds of stuff. And then he hands her a beautiful handcrafted guitar to match what he calls her beautiful voice. She accepts it, and she says, maybe they can talk. Maybe they can talk. But not now. Some other time. She slams the door right in his face. But Doug, I'll give him credit. He's making some headway. He's now got Becca in his sights in the right way, not the wrong way. She actually may appreciate if he keeps bringing her stuff like this, this could be a match made in wrestling heaven. 
What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, there's no uh, surer way to a musician's heart than compliments and musical instruments. So Doug is just playing this perfectly. You can see now that Becca is warming up to this this man, this super fan that appreciates her incredible talents. Uh, you know, last week we had to see her dealing with some some BS that really uh, an internationally charting pop star should not have to deal with that kind of nonsense. Uh, Court's really got to get his shit together when he's you know having his staff deal with with Becca. But yeah, gonna, can't uh, wait I'm to see. Gonna, I'm not addressing it. last week because I'm not going to get into it with you again about that. I'm not. I'm not addressing it. You're trying. Anyways, to, you're trying to rope me in. I'm not going to do it. Anyways, I, I, Fury Road update. Right. Fury Road update. Okay, we already know that Mance and Cardona are going to face each other in a kiss my foot match. We know that Kane and Mac is the main event for the heavyweight strap, and we know Becca will face Maki Ito for number one contendership to Delmi Exo's featherweight championship. But a couple other matches have been added. Well, one other match and a new segment of some kind. But regardless, Tracy Williams will take on Ichiban, and this is a match that could potentially steal Fury Road. Much like we were excited for Williams versus Thatcher before Thatcher, they had to stop the match due to Thatcher getting a possible concussion. This might be the redeeming factor for Fury Road. This might be the match that could cap off the night. That and Becca versus Maki Ito could definitely be two matches. We already know that Mansa Cardona and Kane and Mac are going to deliver, but Becca versus Ito and Williams versus Ichiban could easily be the ones that people remember from this card and that's not taking anything away from Manson Cardona or Kane and Mac what they're going to bring to it but these could be the matches that definitely make Fury Road an event to remember but also 100%. we're getting the debut of Sessions by St. Laurent that's right MSL has promised a huge first guest for his first segment in MLW since being taken off commentary and having to go scout for Microman and turning his back on Microman and all the other shit that MSL has done. But regardless, this should be very exciting and I'm intrigued to see who the guest might be. If I could throw in a possible person, I really want to say Don King. I really want to say they bring Don King out for Fury Row, but I don't know. But that's just a guesstimate. I mean, that's a pretty huge guess right now, considering he was only revealed a few short weeks ago as the man behind Boom IA. But what do you think about the addition to the Fury Road match card? And also, uh, do you have a guesstimation on who might be St. Laurent's first guest? It's going to be Matt Cardona. It's, it's going to be Matt Cardona. That makes no sense. Why? Because Cardona's already there. It's not a huge surprise guest. If this is Mr. St. Laurent. He's, he's going he's gonna to play it up. This is the guy who had Ronald Reagan at his 15th birthday party. So... Uh, I'll tell you right now, it's going to be Cardona. still great. Nobody talks about it anymore. It's still, sorry to cut you off, but that's that's fantastic. Reagan, was that your birthday? That's awesome. Sailor awesome. Rod does come up with some totally off-the-wall stuff that I really appreciate because I like that kind of creative humor. Uh, that that was that whole segment he did when he was like, I'm this and I'm that, that was great. That was like three, four weeks back, I think. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but no, Fury Road is just shaping up to be spectacular. I love this momentum because we've been here since kind of the restart uh of mlw and just watching them grow over the past few years and this momentum that they're gaining and doing more shows pay-per-views it's, it's fantastic i'm super stoked for fury road uh great to see ichiban in action number one dojo's number one guy so well what do you think do you think that that match like i said do you think that match has the potential to steal the show it very well could it very well could see these competing styles because Ichiban's more of a you know a lucha guy, Pororesu, uh lucha ish, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we know what what Tracy Williams can do. So 
This will be a banger. We absolutely do. Uh, moving on, SGC promo. Ladies and gentlemen, if I give anyone a piece of advice, don't go to a donkey show in Mexico and then punch the donkey. Okay? Manders did that, and his hand really hurt. So, guys, the more we know, the better off we are as human beings. So, if you're going to go to a donkey show, don't punch the donkey. Don't do it. I, I, I don't condone violence against animals in any form. So. Absolutely. And apparently, SGC has uh, survived drinking with the Samoans. They survived drinking in Tijuana. They only have one thing left to do. And even though Manders has to get home, Mance says stay one more night because we got one more thing to do. We got to do this. We got to drink with a man who's small in stature but can drink us all under the table. And that is none other than the fourth man of SGC, Microman. So they're all going to go get liquored up. They've been drinking. They're fifth, As Mance put it before they walked off camera, they're 15 in and they ain't got time to swim insane insane it's it's incredible but guys listen seriously don't don't hit a donkey at a donkey show we've learned this don't and hit any animals no don't hit any animals but if you're going to go to a donkey show know what you're expecting and understand that the donkey is is you know the person that you or sorry the individual the entity that you came to see so don't hit it don't hit it that's i think that's fair what did you think of the rather unorthodox yet something we've come to expect and cherish from SGC. Sorry, say again. What did you think of the promo that we've come to expect and cherish oh, from SGC? Sorry, what I misheard fuck? you. My if apologies. We're record, please get off your phone. Show some respect. Not, you were I looking was, down the whole time. I was trying to look something up regarding the the SGC, but that's okay. I loved this promo because it's always gold from fucking SGC. They always deliver. Mance Warner is still one of the best things to happen to MLW in ages. Like the level of humor that that guy brings the energy and then he brings it in the ring too. It's just great. Uh, I love this angle. They're running with Microman, especially being in, in Tijuana, the whole we survived drinking in Tijuana. Uh, yeah, I, I I love SGC. I'm super stoked that they're in MLW and excited to see more of them. Hmm. Fair enough. What were you looking at, by the way? Was there anything that's relevant at this point or no? Not anymore, no. Okay, fair enough. So we're going to move on? Yes, we can Okay, all right. Fatu promo on the uh, calling attack on Lance from last week. Says this, short, sweet, and simple. In real life, I would dog walk your ass. The body count is about to rise. Plain and simple. That's Jacob Fatu in his simplest form and his most convenient definitions. Uh, the calling, as much as they have all the confidence in the world right now, I feel like the more you keep pushing Jacob Fatu, the more unhinged he becomes. And then he kind of steps inside your world. And that's a dangerous mind game that people are playing right now. Because I feel like Jacob Fatu in the calling's world could thrive. So if you want to make him go dark, this is not the person that you want to, because he'll come on on the other side more fucked up than you'll ever be. But regardless, what do you think about uh, Jacob Fatu and his clap back on the calling? Uh, it was simple, straightforward, to the point, just like Jacob Fatu. He's not a man of, of many words. Uh, he lays it down. He says what's on his mind and gets out. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm concerned because the calling has that numbers advantage, right? I mean... I put Jacob Fatu 1v1 against anybody in the world, but when you add those numbers, that's a huge disadvantage. So I don't know. This could go 
this this might not go his way like ricky shane page could be collecting gold on behalf of the calling again like they're they're already pretty stacked so be curious when do you think because i mean like you said they are stacked they've got the middleweight they've got the tags now they're going after the open weight when do you think they call their shot for the two remaining titles in mlw Domi Axel's featherweight and Alex Kane's heavyweight. Mm, good question. I mean, there's Mandy Leon to go after the featherweight. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know if she's bit there just yet. I think she's got to get a few more wins under her belt, kind of rise in the rankings. Uh, there's some other competitors who've been there longer that are more established that are probably more deserving of a title shot. But yeah, I mean, they're they're who would go for the world title? That's a, a different story. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be. It would potentially have to, they'd have to sign like a big marquee main event guy to to take on Kane, I think, at this point. I don't think there's anybody that's going to knock Kane off this throne for a while. No, I, I don't see that either. I'm just wondering as to who they would put up. Like, I mean, if you were going to put up Raven, if Raven were going to put up who he has existing within the calling right now, uh, that would cause a lot of problems within the organization itself because Akira or Ricky, if they're stepped over, would see it as, oh, he appreciates the opposite more than he does me. So then all of a sudden it becomes not trust in Raven, but who's Raven's favorite. And I think that's that's playing with fire. So I feel like I feel like you're right. They have to add another dimension to the calling in terms of attacking that heavyweight title when the time comes, if the time comes, right? Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, that's the way I see it. All right, before we get into our main event, which is Alex Hammerstone stepping in the ring in for the first time in over a month, going at Danny Limelight, uh, we get a promo from Willie Mack on Alex Kane. Again, a man of few words, but Willie Mack puts it in perspective. Alex Kane says Bumaye is for the people, but it's only for his people. He's keeping people in that he wants, but keeping everyone out. Willie wants to bring everybody in. And don't forget, Willie has his own people. And he's going to do what everyone says he couldn't. And that's that's just it. He's had a lot of critics because this is Willie Mack's chance at his first ever heavyweight title. This is a man who's been around in the business. He's grown up in the business. He's He's got accolades. Willie Mack has a resume. But on that resume, very few title wins. Very few. And it's surprising for a man of his talent and ability. And I, I feel like them telling this part of the story is genius on MLW's part because it almost makes you want to see him win. Now, at the same time, we are Bumaye guys. We are Bumaye marks. Alex Kane is... We're picking Alex Kane two ways from Sunday, but it's not to say that they couldn't swerve us and have Mac win, then have Kane win it back. Not saying that's the way they're going to do it, but just the way they're telling the story right now. I mean, Willie Mac has done a lot of great things in pro wrestling, but he's never been the face of an organization. And that's something everybody strives for. So I almost feel like Willie Mac has got a lot, a lot more riding on this than Alex Kane does. Alex Kane is looking through Willie Mac. And I see why, and I respect the reasons why he's doing it. But I also think he shouldn't be looking too far through him. I think he should focus on the here and now because Willie Mack is going to surprise Alex Kane. That match, the more I think about it, that match will be a banger. And I'm excited to see it just based off the promos alone of where they're going. But what's your thoughts before we get into the main event? Well, it'll absolutely be a banger because Willie Mack's got that kind of unexpected explosivity to him. Like he can just hit you with something out of nowhere. Kane like a little slap. more. Yeah, Kane's a little more methodical. He takes you apart piece by piece, drops you here, drops you there, twists you up. Willie Max just kind of unpredictable, and that'll be the challenge for Alex Kane. Uh, I'll be honest, though, this this promo, I just wasn't feeling it. 
It wasn't the it wasn't the content or the sentiment. It was just the delivery. I liked what he was saying. I just didn't I didn't feel it. I don't know why. I just that was when I was watching it. That was the first reaction that came to me. It was just like I ain't feeling this, but that's okay. No shade to Willie Mack because he's a tremendous performer. I can't wait to see him go toe to toe with uh, Alex Kane. It's absolutely going to be a, a great match. And uh, speaking of great matches, main event time. That's right. Uh, Danny comes out first, and he cuts a promo in Spanish and in English, which is incredibly difficult to do. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate that. We do appreciate that. Thank you very much. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, we've spoken to Danny. We've had Danny on the show. Or I've had him on Straight Talk uh, twice, actually three times. Don't forget to check the Straight Talk archives. Go listen to those. That's right. Thank you very much. And uh, you know what? He was the one who taught me how to spell "miente" right because I didn't spell it right at all. So he's the one who saved saved my ass on that many a time. But he cuts the promo in Spanish and English, and it's always great to see Danny doing what he does best, which is just getting under the skin of everyone in front of him. And he does it with so much ease. But uh, a few of the uh, quick quips from this uh, wonderful promo. It's been a few since he's been in MLW. Conan called him, said, you got to come back. Danny says, I want the best. I want the top dogs of MLW. That's why I want to face but he had to come to the shithole that is Tijuana where you get fat and ugly and all the wrestlers can't wrestle without weapons. And then he has to face hammer. So fine hammer, bring your goofy ass out here so I can beat it again, guys. He flowed from Spanish and English perfectly he said the first parts in Spanish went right into the English and he had people in Tijuana ready to fucking throw down. There was a couple people in the front row, like in front of the camera, we could not see that we're ready to jump the barrier. And Danny had to say a few times, do something, do something. Danny Limelight, not afraid to step into the fire, no matter where he is. And to call the city that you're fighting in a shithole, that's going to get heat every single time. And whether it's Tijuana or, or as they said, uh, Mexican, uh, Mexicali, Mexicali. Thank you. It doesn't matter. They were ready to fucking jump that fucking guardrail and they were going to go after Danny with everything they wanted. But right before we get Hammer's entrance or during Hammer's entrance, I should say, we get another obscure calling promo. And this one didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I guess it was more of just a um, say what you want to say because we're always watching. Ricky's saying to Kira, do you remember when we beat Lance down? Kira's saying, yeah. He goes, well, I'm hungry. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. Kira says, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You know what we should do? We should trust in Raven for a steak. Yes, let's trust in Raven for a steak. And then they look over Raven's there. You guys want a steak? You guys want steak? Dr. Wallace, cook the meat. And as he's blowtorching the steak, all you hear is Akira go, smells like Lance. And I'm assuming that was a pun on dead meat because Lance was dead meat. So that's, that's what all that was. But it was a rather obscure promo set in a match that had nothing to do with the individuals. Maybe it was just a clap back at Jacob for two, or maybe just to show what the calling is always paying attention. Joe Dombrowski said the same thing. It was obscure, but nonetheless, it made me want a steak. It absolutely did. It made me crave a steak, 100%. Uh, but anyways, we'll get Rob's thoughts on that in a second, but just to go through this match, it's a solid match. Uh, it wasn't matched the night by any standpoint. I believe the Fatal 4-Way Tornado Tag match was a little bit more exciting just because of all the elements involved. But this was classic Hammer at his best, classic Limelight at his best, you know, attacking Hammer's legs, going after the body, breaking it down. The half crab was impressive. Uh, Hammer did his power moves, but Danny taking so much damage to that leg caused Hammer to slow down a bit. What was cool, Danny down to a knee, literally dead weight. And we were wondering if Hammer had the power enough 
to lift Danny all the way up into the pendulum. Well, he absolutely did. Crouched over, lift him up like it was nothing, dropped him down for the pendulum. One, two, three. And Hammer wins. First match back within a month of losing the title. First match back in since not having a title around his waist for the last four years. Yeah, and he looked great. Didn't miss a beat. Looked solid. Hammer looks like he's ready to go back for that title. I'm sure there will be Hammer Kane too, just not anytime soon, but it'll happen down the line. But what did you think of the Callings Obscure promo? And what were your thoughts on this match before we get into the additions that were added for next week's card? Go ahead. That wasn't even a blowtorch. That was a butane torch. Like, you're okay. not going to, unless you're hitting dabs, that thing's not going to do you a whole lot. Or maybe like making a creme brulee. It ain't going to cook a steak, guys. Fair enough. Now, full blowtorch steak, that's different. Uh, I, I agree. It was a little obscure and weird, but I, I think I agree with you. It was like a smells like Lance, like he's dead meat kind of thing. Uh, but the, the match itself with Hammer and, and Danny Limelight, I dug it. Like you said, Danny is just an absolute heat magnet. He makes people hate him wherever he goes, which he's a real nice guy. So it's it's a testament to his ability as a performer. Uh, that Uranagi, that Hammer pulled on him was fantastic. Uh, the like you said, the psychology, Danny working the, the body parts, that single leg crab was great. Uh, great finish hammer, cranking him up on the pendulum. Uh, Danny, though, put on that muscle. Holy crap. Yeah, I, I almost didn't even recognize. I was like, he is jacked now. Like, hammer's jacked. And Danny didn't even look that much smaller next to him. Like, he really put in, put on the, the work there. So good for Danny and great way to end the show it was a solid episode of uh of fusion i enjoyed it from tijuana uh it was great typical mlw like they've just been delivering as of late absolutely and we know for next week this was signed right literally seconds after the main event took place we're gonna get ricky shane page versus jacob Batu for the open weight title next week we're also gonna get the opera cup finals that's right davy boy smith jr going one-on-one with tracy williams for the Opera Cup, we're going to see who's going to snatch it up this year and who is going to be next in line for a title shot, which will be exciting. So this may be the build to Alex Kane or Willie Mack's next opponent past Fury Road. So guys, don't forget Fury Road is Labor Day weekend. It's the Sunday, September 3rd, special 6 p.m. start time. But it's literally the last event of the summer before we get into the fall events that are going to happen. So this is a perfect way to say goodbye to your summer by enjoying the simple pleasures that is Fury Road. $7.99, you get a whole month of Fight Plus. You can't beat the price point on this, and you get Fury Road included, plus all the great archival stuff that they have. Joe Dombrowski mentioned it as well. They have hours and hours and hours of archive footage. It's going to be impossible for you to get through it, but enjoy it regardless because Fight Plus offers some great stuff, and now having this partnership with MLW, it's absolutely fantastic. That's it for this one. The Rewind is in the can. We rewind it back as far as we can go. From me and the one and only Uncle Bobby B, peace, love, and wrestling. We will see you, and you will hear us. Ah, see what I did there? Next week. Peace. Adios.